Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me for a Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. This is edition number 19 of season 8 as we're going through the Westminster Confession of Faith. This morning we come to paragraph 6. Let's pray first and then we'll consider this paragraph together. Our Father in heaven, as we come now uh, to read of these very important truths and indeed comforting truths as articulated and summarized by the Westminster Confession of Faith, these things that we believe are an accurate summary of what your word truly teaches, we pray that your spirit would illumine our minds and our hearts to these things. We'd ask that you can forgive us for our sins and our transgressions and the ways in which we fall short of your glory. We mourn the reality of indwelling sin that keeps us from loving you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and from loving our neighbor even as we love ourselves. Forgive us for being so consumed with our own lives that we fail to consider the lives of other people. We pray, Lord, that you would cause us to be diligent and disciplined in our study of your word and to meditate upon it day and night, that through it we might have good success. We pray that your Spirit would teach us and guide us. These things we commit to you, Father, asking that you would bless us in this time. Open our eyes that we might behold wonderful things from your word, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, in chapter 5, or in chapter 3, paragraph 5, we began to deal with matters specifically related to the doctrine of election. That is, of course, God's um, sovereign work in which he purposes before the world, before all worlds, to rescue and save a particular people. Paragraph 6 gives us somewhat of the means and the results of what, how that works itself out. And so we read there as we go through it, as we've been going through these things, very much in summary fashion. I'm not trying to uh, write a systematic theology in these devotionals. I'm simply hitting the highlights and seeking to apply these matters to our Christian experience. But in paragraph 6 we read, As God hath appointed the elect unto glory, so hath he, by the eternal and most free purpose of his will, foreordained all the means thereunto. Let's just stop here and just think about this. For many of you watching this uh, devotional, watching this video, or listening to the audio edition of it, you are Christians. You are that for by because of various uh, means and providences by various twists and turns in your life. Perhaps you were born into a Christian family, and so you heard the gospel at an early age. Perhaps you came to faith late in life like my wife did. She was raised in a Roman Catholic family, but knew nothing of the gospel until much until late in her teen years and early 20s. And uh, she came to faith in, in a very different path. Uh, perhaps some of you are much older and came to faith in Christ then. But in each case, there were various means, various circumstances that worked to bring you to that place in which God, who foreordained and elected you in eternity past, before the foundation of the world was laid, as we saw in paragraph 5, God used the means to accomplish that, perp- that um, election upon your life, to bring you to faith in Christ. Now, he not only ordained the end, that is to say, your salvation, that is to say, your union with Christ, that is to say, you coming to faith in Christ, but he also ordained all of the means. And so let's just review the few examples that I gave. Um, 
perhaps you came to faith, you were born into a Christian family, came to faith at a very young age. One of the things I pray for um, um, my families here at Providence, and one in particular who is very close to giving birth to their first child, their first covenant child, is that there never be a day that that child didn't love and know and love the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the means that God is using in that life of that child is to put that child into that Christian home where they will indeed uh, more than likely uh, be introduced to the gospel through various things, through the example of their mom and dad and through the words and the things that they teach that child by virtue of the fact that they bring that child to worship and they hear the preaching of God's word. Those means, as well as the end, the means themselves, have all been ordained by God they, to accomplish the very purpose in reclaiming and redeeming um, those whom he chose to, to redeem. Maybe you came late in life, and so there was various twists and turns in your life, uh, various people that you met, various churches that you encountered. Maybe it was, from your perspective, complete happenstance as to how things worked themselves out. But again, those means were ordained by God. If you get the time, look up the conversion experience of Charles Haddon Spurgeon. If you want to read of a very interesting set of means that God used to convert this man to the faith, well, you won't find too many other stranger stories uh, other than, than the one that is re- retold uh, in his conversion experience. But all of the means are indeed ordained by God himself. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse uh, 2, there we read, According to the foreknowledge of God the Father and the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his uh, blood. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit. This again, not to say that God looked down through the quarter of time and saw what circumstances were going to happen and then decided to use those circumstances to accomplish the purpose. No, he ordained those circumstances for knowledge, that intimate knowledge and personal um, relationship that exists in that matter. Now, practically, of course, this should lead us to stand, really to stand in awe of God's kindness. Not only has he ordained the end, but he ordained all of the means by which he would accomplish the end. And all of it was done by his own sovereign good pleasure out of his great love, Ephesians chapter 1. And so it goes on to say, Wherefore, they who are elected, being fallen in Adam, are redeemed by Christ, are effectually called unto faith in Christ by his Spirit, working in due season, are justified, adopted, sanctified, and kept by his power through faith unto salvation. Simply to say that if God has elected you to be one of his own and he's ordained the means by which that would be accomplished, all of these benefits are afforded to you. You are effectually called unto him. It will not fail. The calling of the Spirit to salvation will indeed occur by the work of the Spirit. And it does work in due season. Each of us have come to faith in Christ at different points in our lives. Some of you very early, some of you very late, many of you in between all of those things. But that is the work of God's Spirit according to His good pleasure. But these things occur when one does come to faith in Christ. They are justified. That is to say, they are declared 
um, righteous, only by the righteousness of Christ that's given to them. They are adopted. They are treated as sons and daughters, no longer in the courtroom of God uh, where they stand condemned, but no, they have been uh, redeemed. They have been bought back by the work of Christ, and they are placed into the very family room of God and treated as sons and daughters. They are sanctified. That means simply that God is continually working in them, renewing in them the image of God, and perfecting them unto holiness, and kept by his power. That means you, just like you could not save yourself, you cannot unsave yourself. God keeps you, he holds you by his own power. Now in Romans chapter 8 and verse 30, we have really at the end of it all the golden chain of salvation, if you will as it's been, a, a, uh, been referred to. But in Romans chapter 8, verse 30, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justifies, he also glorifies. That simply to say, kept, you're kept by his power unto the end. And the whole process of salvation is that which begins in the, uh, through the, the, the electing work of God, the calling of the Spirit, the work of justification, and all the way through to our glorification. That is the huge umbrella of which we describe as salvation. And only those who are elect, only those who are called in such a manner, receive these things. The reprobate do not uh, receive any of these things, for they are not called. We're going to look at that more deeply in paragraph uh, number 7. Just one more reference to look at as relates to this uh, very uh, encouraging and comforting truth of God's work of salvation. John 10, verse uh, 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And then in verse 26. But you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. And so those that are not part of the flock of God do not believe, they do not inherit these things that are mentioned in this paragraph, but you who are the sheep of Christ, the lamb of his pasture, who have been effectually called by the Spirit of God, receive these tremendous blessings that we're going to see in more detail as we go deeper into the confession. But suffice it to say for today, the thing to take away from all of this is that first God, because of his great love for you, determined to rescue you from your sin. Not only did he determine the end of it, he determined all of the means, your parents, your siblings, the friends you have run into, turning left instead of turning right, going to that church instead of this church, taking that job instead of this job, all of these intricacies, all of these, fa- all of these different fibers of your life were designed by God that he might bring you to faith in him. Now, when you think about it like that, it's, it's almost mind-blowing. All the different intricacies that are woven together in that aspect by which God is going to accomplish that which he ordained in eternity past. And so he ordains the ends, but he also ordained the means. And as a result, we receive these glorious blessings of being justified and adopted as sons and daughters of the Most High God and sanctified, made more like Christ every single day and ultimately glorified 
to dwell in his presence. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition, when we continue looking at chapter 3 of the Confession, may the Lord help you today. May you rest in his goodness and his kindness and his love for you that had no beginning, has no end. May you walk in his ways. God bless.